Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host, Matthew Roberts, and we are going to continue with our study of the Come Follow Me materials this week. Uh, we are covering April 13th to April 19th, which has got Mosiah chapters 1 to 3, filled with love towards God and all men. And we're going to look, in at, we're going to look today at the final personal study script, scripture study section, which is titled, Why Did King Benjamin Refer to Jesus as the Father of Heaven and Earth in Mosiah 3.8? Now, I want to share an experience uh, I had when I was teaching someone. We were um, discussing with them about uh, reading the Book of Mormon and um, their thoughts about it. And uh, they've been reading it for a good couple of weeks or so. And um, they had some Christian uh, beliefs themselves about Christ and about God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Ghost. And um, they got to um, this speech by King Benjamin and they were very confused uh, and they they asked us to turn to the verse and we discussed it together and he sh and he shared this verse it was mosiah chapter 3 verse 8 and it said and he shall be shall be called jesus christ the son of god the father of heaven and earth the creator of all things from the beginning and his mother shall be called mary and he said so i, I was, i'm confused like i thought that you know, your belief was that you believed that God the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost were three separate beings. But here, Jesus Christ is being called the Father. Does that not mean that he is the same individual? And I'll be completely honest, when I read that, I mean, I had read the book of Mormon myself, but obviously I just glanced over that or just not really taken in the, the impacts of those the, the, those words in that verse. But I didn't really know what, what to answer. Um, we then decided to continue reading together and we learned that it was well we'll, we'll come to that in a moment by, by what president joseph f smith said um but you know after the accounts of the first vision and the great intercessory prayer where christ uh, prays to the father the uh, events at his own baptism uh, where the father sp speaks um saying how pleased he is with his with his beloved son there are numerous inst uh, accounts within scripture uh stephen being stoned which we studied last year in the new testament where he saw god the father god the father and the son on the right hand of the father uh and there's so many but then obviously this verse is sounds a bit confusing to those that may not understand why what i want to put into context here is what is happening now i think that this verse in chapter three and I'll, I'll be honest we haven't really spoken much about it when we covered chapter three in fact we skipped right over it yesterday uh, sorry not yesterday two days ago when we covered mosiah 3 1 to 10 um it's one of those verses that just kind of blends into the background when you've got um verses like 19 where you know it's the natural man verse and in verse 7 it talks about you know the pains and sufferings that christ will go through through the atonement you know there's some really big highlights in this chapter so verse 8 often gets very quickly overlooked it's you know well yeah he's christ he's the son of god his mother's mary we know that let's move on but that phrase the father of heaven and earth and in fact that whole sentence where he gives so many names about the savior is actually um it's it's shadowing what usually happens uh, in in an, in an, an, a king in antiquity, uh, what they would usually do uh, in in that ceremony. There is a no why by Book of Mormon Central number five hundred thirty six. Why did King Benjamin give multiple names for Jesus at the coronation of his son Mosiah? Uh, and it states a really important point. It says that it was common in the ancient world for for the king ascending to the throne to take a new throne name unto himself. 
Um, the reasoning being is that, you know, he kind of shows his intent or his philosophy as the new ruler, I suppose, and what qualities and accomplishments he has reached by that stage. And that, you know, begins his rule as the as the monarch, as the king, as, as the ruling uh, person in the land. Um, this happened in ancient Egypt, in um, in the ancient Near East, and, and many other places like that. So this will have been a practice that the Nephites will have been familiar with. Um, and, you know, they go into some detail about the, the Egyptians and how it was also seen in pre-Columbian Mesoamerica, which is where, you know, it could be argued that the Nephites, the Lamanites, were, were around at that time. Important that we understand this because at around that time that Mosiah will have been given a new name or names as the new ruler, King Benjamin instead was visited by an angel uh, and told uh, about this Messiah, and he was given new names, uh, which would um, give them more understanding about this Savior. Don't forget that the Savior probably wasn't a huge, um, you know, uh, they didn't have great understanding perhaps at that time because they will have had some of the words and uh, uh, prophecies by Nephi in particular, um, but not much had been said about this savior and what he would come and do. They had the words of Isaiah and, and how they would be delivered at some stage, but this was really big. This was a huge event uh, where King Benjamin gives these names. Um, this also show, this shows just how much um, King Benjamin um wanted his the leadership his leadership and the leadership of his son to not be about them but to be about that god that gave them life you know and this is why his message is so focused on you know what on serving others being humble and um accepting that we are all unprofitable servants and so this where he is pronouncing this name of the savior just adds even more to that um which so it's not it's not just a random prophecy in the middle this is all connected and this is what uh, he wanted his people to understand. Um, he then gives them, like he, he outlines all these names, Jesus, Christ, the Son of God, Father of heaven and earth, creator and all of all things, and his mother shall be called Mary. And that, that is interesting that he makes that pronouncement as well, that he would have a mortal mother and what that mortal mother's name would be. Um, he said that then, you know, whilst he was there to proclaim his son Mosiah, the next king, it was also to give his people a new name. And this is why the pronouncement of this five-part name was so important in Mosiah chapter 3, verse 5. Um, they could then know what this name was, what it stood for, uh, and the power by which it would bring them forward as they all joined under this name. Um, it was such a historic announcement, this or pronouncement, this, this name, uh, that many years later, in fact, 116 years later, um, in Helaman chapter 14, verse 12, Samuel the Lamanite also um, pronounces the same name, which I thought was interesting. And so clearly this was an important event in the Nephite history uh, and one which we shouldn't take lightly uh, in verse 8, that this pronouncement was a big uh, event in their, in their understanding of their saviour and what he would do for them. Of course, in, in terms of why he was referred to as the father of heaven and earth, uh, there's a couple of things there. We know that uh, President Joseph S. Smith in the manual says this, quote, Jesus Christ, whom we also know as Jehovah, was the executive of the father, Elohim, in the work of creation. Jesus Christ, being the creator, is consistently called the father of heaven and earth. And since his creations are of, are of eternal quality, he is very properly called the eternal father of heaven and earth, close quote. Now, I think that's a really important answer that, yes, he is the he is the father of heaven and earth because he 
carried out the will of the Father in creating it. So you may call him the Father of heaven and earth. And one of the things which um, was confusing was it was somewhere where it's called, he's called the Eternal Father. And it's like, well, surely that's referring to um, our Heavenly Father. But actually, he is the Eternal Father of heaven and earth because his cre creations will be eternal. They are forever. Uh, and so it, it, that's a really important point by uh, President Joseph F. Smith. But we also know that um, Jesus Christ is called the Father in the sense that he is the father of the covenants that he makes with us. We fall under his name. He, we take upon him, we take upon us his name into into our lives, into our, uh, or we, we say that we are willing to take upon us the name of Christ so that we can try and be uh, living examples of him. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. So if there's anything that you've been studying, I'd love you to uh, share it. You can share it by email, session at gmail.com. You can also uh, share it on the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. There's loads of people, uh, there's loads of thoughts and opinions and things that I'll share on there. So I'd love you to uh, share along with that and join in. We'll be moving into uh, the next chat section or the next week of the Come Follow Me Study Together on Tuesday. Uh, as always, and tomorrow we will be um, taking a little breath from that and, and studying something else. Thank you for your time and for listening, and until we meet again.